Newsflash, guys. Uh, today, I went to the doctor to try to get my arm implant, aka my birth control, taken out of my body because Matt and I are finally ready to start having babies. Are you excited? <laughs> I'm so excited. It makes yeah. me so happy. R O T N. Let, Let me present, present to you. you the Rotten Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, guys. Good morning. Welcome back to the Rotten Podcast. We're on episode 39, baby. And also it is not morning. It is literally dead middle of the night, 8 p.m. I'm Friday very excited. Night. Is it a Friday? It is a Friday night. This has been the weirdest week. This is the longest we'd go from uploading after filming. I know normally we film, what, Monday morning? Yeah. And get it up Tuesday mm-hmm. morning. And yeah. I'm kind of excited because I feel like I'm a little delirious every time we film at like in the morning. 8 a.m. I don't know how to speak correctly. And maybe even it's a nighttime thing. Like maybe I don't even know how to speak at night either. But definitely in maybe the morning. You just don't know how to speak. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I've developed um, speaking anxiety once I got to college. It's really weird. But um, the reason why we're filming this so much earlier than we normally do, which is we normally film on like a Sunday or Monday. This weekend, one of my good friends, Mickey, is coming over. I would say she's like one of my besties. I'm so close to her now. She is coming over and staying with us for a few days. And then you were gone for 24 hours. Yeah, Vegas. You want to explain or no? Are you allowed to explain? I don't think I'm allowed to explain, okay. but I'm pretty much going for, to Vegas for 24 hours to help with a shoot for a pretty big artist. Yeah, that I've Which been helping work on, but I can't really say cool. anything. Yeah, it's cool. I feel like they need to have you sign an NDA because I know other people who are you're working with have signed <laughs> NDAs, but I don't think you have yet. Yeah, I don't think. I, well, I know <laughs> I haven't. Yeah. But. It's very cool. I wish we could say because it's so cool what you're doing nowadays. But at the same time, I totally get it. Like, you know, celebrities on the DL is very typical. Um, but speaking of something that happened on the DL, I I don't even know how to start this because it is genuinely embarrassing in a way. And I haven't told you yet. 
like I don't even know how to say it because like it makes me feel embarrassed that this is the type of relationship that I have with this person this person being my mom what happened um now I'm like really curious you're yeah so um my sister texted tree texted Tammy and I she was like with no like warming up no like warm up no warm up at all she gave us a bullet list number one da 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 number two da 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 number three da 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 and i have to read it out loud because i'm just like what one mom is married two her husband got to sacramento yesterday three mom moved into an apartment two days ago what are you fucking shitting me? I'm so sorry we're cussing so damn early in the episode, but I literally read that being like, what the hell? Like, why Why do I not know this stuff? I know, okay, so like backstory for everyone who's listening. Um, I would say like, I talk to my mom. My mom just never gets deep. I literally call her the most mysterious woman you will ever meet. And I feel like I have inherited some of her qualities, but I don't want to because I don't want to be mysterious. Although like, some people think it's cool. Like I don't want to be, so I've tried to been, I've tried to be more open and vulnerable with people. It's definitely something I struggle with because my mom makes it so hard. Because one, she never told us she was dating anyone. I just saw that she had an engagement ring on for like the last two years. She's been wearing an engagement. Yeah, I was gonna ring. say you knew she was dating someone, but she yeah. didn't like open up and tell you. Like I will straight up ask her, being like, "Mom, are you married? Like, why do you have?" an engagement ring on like who is this man where does he live what does he do how did you guys meet and she's like mm -mm, nope let's talk about something else <laughs> like even if i ask her how's your day going it's always it's good she can have like the worst That's day possible and you. break her leg and she'd be like I'm fine mm, i mean you're I'm not trying that to get short, better you, about it that's definitely where it comes from yeah and it's something that i know is not like a positive or a negative it's something that i want to like work on like people want to know i feel like you know we've talked about this before when we were talking about like the different types of communicators yeah and it's like people want to know about like you don't want to talk about yourself because you feel like i don't want to talk about me like it's boring but people want to know like what's going on with your day just little details even your friends like stuff like that no i mean it's not that i don't do that it's that I have to be sitting face to face with you and doing that. I can't do it through text. I can do it on a phone call, but like it's so much better for me to communicate and it's way easier for me to communicate one-on-one -on -one in person. When there's like a big group, I don't like to open up. If it's one-on-one, -on -one, I'm like an open book, I feel like. When it comes to you though, it's a different <laughs> story because I feel like I you're just, just asking now. questions just to like be like, well, how's your day going? And I like sometimes I don't wanna get into it when it's like I've had a really long day and then some moments I'll share things with you and that's the time I have the energy to share it with you but when it comes to like my friends and people and other people in my life I definitely do it when I'm with them in person but like I can't do it through text yeah. it just doesn't feel authentic to me yeah I would say you're pretty hit or miss when it comes to you yeah it's like how was your day and it's good or it's you'll go into detail mm -hmm. but for me I'll be like it was good and you'll be like that's it <laughs> so I'm like I'm also not much of a talker in general yeah. I have like a bandwidth and a battery of how much I talk it's like two and a half hours mm -hmm. a day if I start early in the morning it's gonna mm -hmm. end real early yeah it's yeah, like I, I have like you. two thousand words I can say in one day that sounds like a lot maybe like a thousand words I can say in one day and once you I definitely go past say that, more than a thousand I don't words know how many we need like a counter of how many words people say in a day a lot oh I think I bet you there's like 10, an article 000? about like how many words people say in a day five thousand what is the average number of words spoken a day 
Research shows the average person speaks at least 7,000 words a day, according to... Wow, I was like really close. First I said 10,000, then I said like five. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm like yeah. below average. I would say it's 4,000. Yeah, me. and I know that about you. If you've had a long day and I ask and I don't get a response, I'll just kind of be like, I know she's tired and like you're... I'll cuddle you and like <laughs> You'll be out playing with you. your games on your phone and I'm just like... This is you recharging your battery. Yeah. And even around your family, like you guys don't talk that much. Like you talk, but like you guys sit in silence a lot. Just oh, chilling. Oh, love doing that. Yeah. Just like doing your own thing. Versus you and you especially, you love to talk. So that's why we have a great relationship. You talk to me, I sit there and listen. I'm a great <laughs> listener. Sometimes. No. Well, the number one thing people like to say about me is that I'm a great listener. So you can try to take that away well, from me. Well, I know. Me. I'm just saying it's different. I'm not taking that away. You are a very good listener listener but it's a little different in a relationship dynamic yeah yeah either but, way back to my mom being full-on married so i'm when did airing you find out, out dirty little yesterday and i i purposely saved it for the pot because like uh, i just like mentally could not have this conversation with you and then do it again yeah and it's something i want to share look to at the me. world opening up about my family my weird dynamic with my family so how does that make you feel like when you found out that your mom was married are you is there a part of you that's happy for her or are you just yeah. upset because you don't have a close enough relationship where you're actually hearing it straight from her no i texted my sisters and i literally said i mean i guess i should be happy for her i mean it was about time she moved out of the house i just wish she would open up more was literally how i texted i think it this sounds kind of like condescending when i was like i mean i guess i should be happy for her i was texting that to my sisters being like i am happy for her but like I was like, I didn't know how to feel because I wasn't sure how they were feeling. So I was like, I mean, I guess we should mm -hmm. be happy for her. So I am happy for her that she's happy. And she told my sister when my sister asked, she said she is super happy. And I told her I'm glad she is. Trey said that to my mom. And I'm just like, it's so annoying because we have been asking her and asking her and asking her. And I don't know what it is. It's like, are you married so that he can get a green card? Because by the way, this guy is from Vietnam. And if you guys don't know, I'm Vietnamese, culturally, Chinese mainly um <laughs> and it just makes me sad because i see the relationship you have with your family and that's all i want and now that like we're talking about kids and babies kids babies. oh sorry <laughs> now, now that, that we're talking about kids and, and babies, babies um and now that we're talking about this sorry i'm like talking a lot but normally i don't take the reins when it comes to the pod but like i just have I'm so just much to say yeah go for it i feel like now that like we're in the conversation about having kids. I don't want the same relationship I have with my mom with my own child. Like I'd be so sad if this is the type of relationship that I have with them when they're 30 years old. Like I always assumed that like, I don't know, maybe as we got older and like I could relate to her more, like maybe it was just an age dynamic, like me being like in high school, like, okay, like how can she relate to a high school kid when she's like a first generation mm -hmm. immigrant in the US and like almost died leaving and coming to the America. So I'm like, okay, like maybe there are just like, you know, cultural differences between my mom and I, and maybe there's just like age differences or like relatability differences. But like, now that I've found love and she loves you so much, it's like, it's like, okay, why can't we talk about like love? Now that I'm Wait, you're saying she loves me so much? Yeah. Oh. I mean, she says you're one of her favorite boyfriends she's ever met of mine. Yeah. Oh no, like hands down her favorite boyfriend she's met of mine. I think she said favorite of all. Hey, my sisters listen, don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Trudy. Hi, Tammy. <laughs> I feel like it's from the outside. It definitely seems 
not uncommon Mm -hmm. to have that cultural difference in generation especially when it comes to asian moms and their daughters right that's what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i feel like it's kind of common it's sad yeah it makes sense though like coming from where she came from yeah it's tough i don't know yeah she just shows love so differently because like i feel like we do have a lot of similarities she's like way more warm in real life like when she's with you, like all she does when she visits is like cook and clean. And I, I want to say clean, but all she does is cook for us and goes mm-hmm. shopping and buys us stuff. Like that's her love language is like mm-hmm. cooking and like making sure you're well fed. Yeah. And that's all she loves to do. But you can't really have like a conversation with her on the phone, through text, anything like that. I mean, I'm sure it's even more difficult because you've been away from home for over 10 years at this point. Mm -hmm. And I feel like your sisters have a closer relationship, of course. You know, she spends a lot of time with your niece and nephew. Mm -hmm. And do they ever bring up your relationship? Or do you feel like that? What do you mean? Like, do they think that you and your mom have not a great relationship? Or do they not say anything about it? Mm, I mean, they always have to remind me to tell my mom happy birthday which is probably not a great sign remember how i gave you shit about your mom's birthday you need to tell me when your mom's birthday you is, gave by me the way. shit about not telling you when my mom's birthday was but wait you didn't even wish your own mom a happy birthday i did after and i didn't tell you because you didn't tell me <laughs> no it was because it was like a day late so i was like mm. i need to put your mom's birthday in my calendar yeah it's june 15th tammy's birthday may 24th tree's birthday february 22nd my birthday april 1st march 30th i'm kidding obviously what day is it actually march 31st <laughs> okay matt and i have like the silly joke where we always mess with each other's birthdays pretend we don't actually know it to the point where sometimes i'm almost like oh shit what's his actual birthday because i keep wow. saying february 2nd but i know it's february 4th but like sometimes i'm like mm, i think it's february second actually i don't know it makes me feel weird that you know i will never have that relationship you have with your own mom where like your mom tells you her dating life her dating Mm -hmm. stories everything why do you think it is that she doesn't open up about that is there other stuff that she's opened up to you about no just never no really never about her relationship with how she met my dad i mean granted i don't ask her too much because i completely understand that my family's history in vietnam was very difficult to the point where like they were about to die yeah when they escaped so like and she was the oldest sibling so she had to kind of act like the parent of her younger siblings and also like she was old enough to remember everything right because she came here when she was like maybe in high school she yeah. was pretty old still. I mean, you have your whole like childhood and upbringing. Yeah, so she that. had her whole childhood in Vietnam and then came here and started from scratch. And I'm sure she didn't have like an easy time out here. So I don't know. I don't think I could ever ask her. Like my grandma tells me stories about their past, but not my mom. I would actually say that I'm much closer with my own grandma than my mom. Your grandma's so sweet. Yeah. She's like the sweetest woman. Like when you just mentioned your grandma, I just pictured her smile in my head. Oh, really? Because like when I met her, that was the only time I think it was Christmas three years ago. Mm-hmm. And we spent a lot of time together. Like we dropped her off and walked her up to her, her apartment and she was like showing me stuff and she was like giving you stuff and I could tell how close you guys were and I could yeah. tell how much love that she has for you yeah it was like just pouring out of her yeah and she was just like looking at you like because she's not that mm. you know she's like not she's that not young. young yeah and so she was kind of I felt like she was kind of treating it like this is one of the last times. Don't make me cry. No, I know, but I could feel that. And she was like really like telling you stories and showing you stuff and being like, look at this from this. And 
you know, she definitely has such a beautiful soul. Yeah. But it's so crazy to think about. I forgot who was saying this. It's like, like, I only see my parents maybe once a year mm -hmm. at this point. And so I don't know how much longer they're going to live, like 20 years, hopefully. Yeah. 20, 25 years. So that's like 20 or 25 more times ever spending time with my family. Yeah. Like my parents. And when you break it down and think about it in that way, like my grandma, for example, like oh, she's Rosemary. 86 or 85. I can't remember. I don't know. But she she's turned 85 two years ago. So yeah. Okay. She's 87. She's, 87. <laughs> but she's getting up there and it's yeah. like realistically how many more times number one do i get to see her and how many times of those times that i see her will she be like coherent and like good you know it makes me so sad yeah it's really sad to think about i know and i'm pretty sure my grandma is like almost the same age as rosemary if not yeah maybe older mm -hmm. i always forget her age because i just forget everyone's age as i've gotten older <laughs> But yeah. speaking of very warm grandparents, Rosemary is so adorable. She's, She's so, so little and so sweet and like completely there mentally. She's really sharp. Yeah. She asks a lot of very Does intentional she still drive? questions. Yeah, I think so. See, that's crazy. I think my grandma think just stopped driving down. a few years ago. I think ago. she's really slowing down though in the past year, two years. Yeah. I definitely see my, my grandma as more of my maternal figure than my own mom. And that's because I think I talked about it on the podcast. I had a really weird childhood upbringing where my mom was gone for probably like three or four years of my life while my grandma took care of me. Yeah. Um, just to like make money and like send it back to the house and stuff, which is like very, very common in like Asian culture where it's like multi-generational homes. The parents pretty much leave while the grandparents take care of the mm -hmm. kids so that I they can make money. I think it's common in other cultures as well. Yeah. When we had a restaurant, I know a lot of the workers, they were doing that. They were working in the States and then sending money back home to Mexico. While the they had money kids. That they were, yeah. And the money that they were making here that's why I have, side note, that's why I have so much respect for, like, Latinos Latinos, and, mm -hmm. like, the Mexicans that I've worked with are the hardest working people. I, and they're such good people. Mm -hmm. And it, like, just changes your perception and your perspective about these people because they would be working three jobs. And when they were at the restaurant, they never sat down once. It was yeah. moving on. It was working, 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 always finding something to do on to the next job. And I got really close to a couple of them and it and just asked a lot of questions and I was like they're like you have no idea like how much of a good position I'm in compared to the people back home mm -hmm. like I'm literally investing in a whole like grocery store I'm like sending money to my family like they're living oh, wow. good because yeah. of me and you think like damn like you kind of almost feel bad because you're like you know if you're washing dishes or whatever I'm not saying that's the only occupation obviously but in that setting if you see people you don't know what going on behind the scenes yeah um, I, I completely agree i have so much respect for the immigrants in our country they work so hard and i work with a lot of like mexicans and hispanics in my like my real estate investment business right mm -hmm. they're mainly all the construction workers i work with are hispanic i'd say like there's been one out of like the multiple people i've worked with that have been non-hispanic mm -hmm. <laughs> um and ernesto which is one of the guys i've gotten closer with he's 77 and he is still hauling giant pieces of limestone up the stairs, down the stairs, up the stairs, down the stairs, over and over and over again. And I had to physically look at his ID because I could not believe it. He looked 
maybe 50 and i was like there's no way you're 77 why are you still working like this it's like my family i have to send my money back to my family and i'm like that's crazy and he's actually in mexico right now because his grandma his sorry his mom is 98 she's still alive but she just got hospitalized so i think they might lose her soon like she's Mm. ready to pass like she said that so he's not working right now but still i have like just so much the utmost respect for people who can work like that and it also puts in perspective when you hear stories like that I just have so much admiration for cultures that do prioritize their family and working. Mm -hmm. It really just makes you stop and think about our generation, our culture, where everyone is so focused on themselves. Like someone wouldn't sacrifice. I mean, people do, but it's not very common, especially with our age group or even the younger generation to like sacrifice their career to like work a job to like support their family. Of course, people do. But I'm saying it's not a common thing, whereas in other cultures, that is very common. And I just have so much admiration for that because I feel like our culture is really missing that. We have no real like foundation. We have no real traditions and. That is a big reason why I've been even having more and more of an urge and a natural urge to have a kid. Mm -hmm. Because not only do I feel that lack in our society, but I feel inside of me that I want to like provide for a family. I want to, I want to create a family. I want to have more of a purpose. Yeah. It seems like everyone just kind of wants to like live the way that they want to live because this whole like design your career, design your life has taken over culture in the past like 10, 15 years. I mean, I would say when we first met, we didn't even want to have kids. Mm -hmm. I used to think it was selfish to have kids. And now I have like a lot of respect for moms and dads out there. Like it is, it's a huge deal to like bring another life into like the world. And now that we've been talking about it and wanting kids and like taking the steps to, you know, like become healthy so that we can procreate it's been making me reminisce more about like my childhood and the things that i want to do for my child and things that i don't want to do like causing them drama like or neglect them the way i felt neglected as a child Mm -hmm. the good thing about our generation though is that we are a lot more purposeful when it comes to having kids Mm -hmm. because we're having them later when we're more financially successful when we're we've matured emotionally enough and so i think with our generation, we are able to kind of get rid of the generational trauma we've been given because of our parents having us so young and not being financially ready or emotionally ready or physically ready. Yeah, I feel like we've learned so much from our parents' generation Mm -hmm. because they really just kind of went through. And if you look at the history of each generation has just been getting smarter and smarter in the sense of people don't just follow whatever the typical protocol is right? We have enough information like, hey, don't jump into marriage right away. Yeah. Because this is what happens 50 years later. Or hey, when you have kids, you should think about this. But it's crazy to think like I'm 31. When my dad was 31, he had two kids already. My mom had three. Yeah. By 28 and then tied her tubes and said no more. (laughs) (laughs) It almost feels like, at least for me, it feels like an obligation to have kids. What? I just feel like I'll be such a great dad. You would be. That it feels like it's my obligation to have kids. Yeah. Like part of me is like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Then part of me is obviously terrified. Yeah. Because it's like, am I like pissing away my like youth by having a kid? And then it's like all the classic, you know, life is over when you have your kid, like get your vacations out of the way, like get everything you needed done before you, before you have a kid. 
And that part really scares me. But aside from those two things. Five years ago, when both of us had talked about how we didn't want kids, I think on our first date, I was like, I don't even want kids. I don't think the earth can support this many humans. Mm -hmm. I don't think we should have kids. I think it's really selfish to have kids. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting how like times have changed with like how people talk about kids. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, no, we need more kids. Yeah. Back then, five years ago, it was like, no, stop having kids. There's not enough meat for everyone. (laughs) Not enough land, not enough houses. But that's kind of where I feel the obligation where I feel like we will make such great kids. You think? We will make such amazing humans because we're both very smart very emotionally intelligent, mm-hmm. very like thoughtful. Knowing me, I'll jump from zero to 100 doing all the research about the kids. Like, oh, yeah. That's very typical of you for sure. To <laughs> my go from ADHD zero to brain. 1, <laughs> you'll be just like super dialed in. Yeah. Did you see that um, TikTok I sent you? Yeah. Did you watch it about like vitamin C or something? Yeah. It was or like vitamin guy, D? Yeah. He was talking about vitamin D. The guys need to take it. There's stuff that women need to do like even before you have babies, before you have babies or even get pregnant. You have to like prime your body a certain way yeah, to make sure that you're not like malnourished in anything, which is interesting. We should like maybe make a video or talk about it in the podcast and get like our labs done. Yeah. And like see where our levels are. Our fertility. At. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's what terrifying. if what if yours is like nothing or mine's nothing? Why Will we still talk that? about it? Like, should we do it where we like open it up in front of each other? Like for the first time, like we don't look at it. And then on the pod, we look at it. I don't know about that. that what? Could be, you just said we could. Uh, I'm saying like blood work. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then we talk about it. The, like not fertility. Oh, that's okay. like such a, I feel like that's way more emotional. What if it says it's good for both of us and we can talk about it? And that would be amazing. Okay, okay. That would be sick. Um, But that is a big, sorry to cut you off. No. That is, I think that that's one of the reasons we also have been talking more about having kids sooner. To prime ourselves. To prime ourselves because I feel like it's very common in our generation that women are having trouble getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. And not only that, it's not just women. Men are more infertile, I believe, than ever. Well, it's like a two-way street. It's like, yeah. it's not just girls. It has to be no, the no, guys No, no, I as know, well. but yeah. I'm just saying the women really, when they're doing IVF and doing all these different things, like, you hear about it and you're like, God, that sucks. But, like, we've heard personal stories from people trying to get pregnant and going through IVF. Not only is it insanely expensive, the chances aren't, like, that amazing, right? Like, it's, what, 30% or something? Oh, my God. There's, like, this whole, like, TikTok video I saw where it shows the real percentages. Like, if you started off with, like, 100 eggs, they, like, fertilized and took out 100 eggs out of your body, only, like, 12 of them would actually turn into a kid. Even with IVF, it's very low. So how much does it cost to do IVF? It's, like, 10 grand, right? I mean, mm, I think it's way more than that. A single IVF circle can range from fifteen to $30,000. Jeez. Um, That's just just one cycle. Let's hope that we are fertile as fuck because that is a whole ass wedding. 15 to 30 grand just for one cycle. And you're saying one cycle. What does that actually mean? Retrievable of the eggs, I believe. And so it's 100? No, they don't take out 100. I have to do all these hormones. And I don't know anything about this because, again, we are in the early process of thinking about this. Okay, so, like, the, the whole IVF process starts with, like, me taking hormones so that my eggs will drop into my uterus so that they can physically remove them. Mm. And so with that process, I believe it's only like seven or eight or nine eggs. So it's not like you get a hundred eggs. Yeah. So out of those seven, eight or nine, literally zero can actually implant and become a real baby born. And you're spending $30,000 on that. So it's like some people can do it on the first try because like eight eggs, you know, one out of eight chance, that's 12%. 
Yeah. And I mean, it's something we talk about a lot, like yeah. having kids. And I think it's something we're both really excited about. And I think when we've been hearing these personal stories, it made, at least for me, it made me realize, and I think you, where it's like, oh, you can't just be like, let's have a kid. Okay, let's do it tomorrow. Like, we don't know. We could do it tomorrow. <laughs> right. But I'm just saying there also could be other side, the yeah. other side of things where it's like people are... Some people have to try really hard. Unfortunately, some people never get pregnant, which is terrible. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people, it's not uncommon for a lot of people for it to take years. Yeah. And so I think for us, because we know we want to have kids, we're like, oh, maybe we need to start like doing the preliminary yeah. work, start doing research, figuring out what we need to do in our bodies, when the timeline is and kind of work up to that. Yeah. So um, newsflash, guys. Uh, today I went to the doctor to try to get my arm implant, AKA my birth control taken out of my body because Matt and I are finally ready to start having babies. <laughs> it feels weird to say. It feels so weird to say that. But it's not like we're going to. But it's not tomorrow. Yeah, it's not tomorrow, but who knows when. <laughs> are you excited? I'm so excited. It makes yeah. me so happy. I feel like, like I said, it's just um, to me. There is that side of me that's like afraid yeah. to lose a part of my youth or an identity an identity. But then also when I really think about it, I think that that's more of the fear talking mm -hmm. in all of my experiences in life. Most of the time when I feel that way, it never really turns out to be that way. Mm -hmm. And normally if I am afraid of losing like whatever it may be, yeah. it's because I'm gaining something so much more valuable. Yeah. And from all the people that I've heard ever say it, there's nothing more rewarding and enjoyable than having a kid. Yeah. And that makes me so excited. Like that adds such a deeper purpose. And even like getting married with you, right? That adds like when we got engaged, that adds such an extra layer of purpose to my life. It's not like, oh, we're just dating. It's like, no, that's going to be my wife. So mm -hmm. these decisions I need to make for my body, for my career, how I think about how I want my future to be, it doesn't just involve me anymore. Mm -hmm. And so that excites me having more responsibility in a world where it feels like our society almost kind of runs from responsibility, at least yeah. our age group. I will say the one thing that scares me about having babies is that I still feel like I would be a teenage mom. Like at heart, I feel so young still that I'm mm -hmm. like, wait, am I even old enough? Like, am I going to be a teenage mom? Like 16 and pregnant? What? Like <laughs> 30 though. I know exactly. I know. But, but that's I, how, yeah, that's how I feel also. And I guess maybe the comparison is like you, I thought when I turned 30, right? When I was like 15, it's like by the time I'm 30, but it seems like in our culture, people are like the thirties are really, or the new twenties. Yeah. And it's almost like, I feel I'm like, like should, should we wait till we're 40 now? What? It feels like our generation kind of just like staying young and stay, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, we've never really gotten old. I feel like we're going to be a new wave of like parents. Yeah. We're going to be more like, I feel like hip, right? Maybe, I, maybe I'm uh, like, <laughs> no, our maybe kids I'm are not aging myself. Hip. No, I know. But I'm just saying like the things our parents did, we definitely won't do that shit. Yeah. But I could just see it like being more fun, being more lifestyle in a way. Does that make sense? Like our babies are our lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you go and meet up and there's like a cool, like, <laughs> you, you know, little, little cute, boba like, cafe. Walks. Yeah. Like, yeah. And there's like. <laughs> Just walking with my savage squad, like yeah. walking with my like crew. Um, 
I feel like we are gonna get some comments being like, "Well, you guys aren't married yet. Like, why are you guys like having kids?" Like, blah, blah, blah. honestly, like, what would you think if? Because you know, I'm getting my birth control taken out. By the way, I didn't get it taken out because apparently I was supposed to go to my OBGYN. Did not know that, so I didn't get it taken out today. I have to call in for a specific appointment with an OBGYN, which is so annoying. I, yeah, my gyneco- gynecologist, not gynecologist, <laughs> vaginecologist. <laughs> um, I'm laughing at my own stupid jokes. Shut me up. But uh, honestly, like, I kind of find it hot when people who are not married but are engaged have babies. Because one of my good friends, Grace, who her husband um, was my real estate agent, Jeremy, mm-hmm. and then Grace was my hairstylist, and they just had a baby three years ago and they're not married. And she was like, yeah, I don't want to be married. I don't care to be married. We just want to have a baby. And I'm like, that really changed my way of thinking being like, okay, I don't necessarily need a piece of paper to tell me that I'm ready to have a baby. I would love to be, I would love to be married, but also if I got pregnant like two months before our wedding or something, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Like look at this little secret. Yes. (laughs) I agree with that. But I don't want to have a belly during the wedding. Yeah. So we'd have to time this out because I don't want to be showing. I want to look cute and sexy and hot and be like, yeah, this was your mom. This is mommy on our wedding day. But if they're like, mom, I was in that belly. I'm like, fuck. They'd probably judge us a little bit because my mom was one month pregnant with Tammy when she got married. And oh my God, when we found out, we're like, what? Really? (laughs) Why'd you guys care? Or because we were kids and we thought you had to be married to have sex. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, (gasps) mommy did something bad. Mommy had premarital sex. What? What? (laughs) But I mean, we can keep talking about babies, but I feel like we should do definitely the blood work test and like talk about it. And just to summarize, we're not having babies right now. Nope. We're not trying to have babies, but we're starting the preliminary. I mean, we're trying to have babies. Just We know it's not going to happen because I have an arm implant. Well, yeah, but I'm saying trying to have babies. (laughs) Trying to have a child is literally. Not pulling out. Not pulling out and knowing that you're trying to have a child. We're not there yet. You know, we're we're going to have to pull out and pray, right? Yeah. When I get this taken. No, pull out and pray. Is it pull out and pray? Yeah. I'm spray and pray also sounds great, but it's pull out and pray. But what are we going to pray? Are we just going to pull out? And only I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, guys, I think that is enough, you know, says talk. So if you guys haven't already comment down below, if you have kids and if you have kids, what age did you have kids? And if you don't have kids, what age do you want to have kids? You're on a roll right there. I you're am, always so right? good with these ending comments. Am I? Yeah, you're always on the on the money with it. Oh, also, we got a complaint in our last episode that we did not do an what am I rotten? I know we so haven't been doing that. We so haven't. We have to 100% commit. Next time. The next episode you do, I'm doing with I Miki. won't be yes. on it. Do it with her. Okay. All right, guys, submit your am I rotten responses down below. Give us a comment about those baby talk. And if you guys haven't already, give us those five stars, baby. baby. All right. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.